we're here to take you back to your twilight phase. Uh, welcome back, fam. We are here with another guest, mini-sode. What, 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 what? Um, what is that? Uh, it's what it was the other time. That's true. <laughs> but maybe you're new. I don't Hopefully know. you are. Uh... Instead of our regularly scheduled reread, we are taking a break to have in a special guest and talk about Twilight and the wider phenomenon, uh, kind of dig into the fandom around the books in addition to just the books. They're with really cool is. people. Yeah, with cool people. With cool people. And there really is so much to say. I know. There's so much to say about the books and there's so much to say about everything about the books. When we're all just like hanging out at work. We'll say something about Twilight and be like, oh my god, we can't believe that hasn't been on the podcast yet. No. There's no. just a wealth of information. So, this week, uh, our dear friend, Shelly Romero, is here to talk about something. Woo! Hey! Hey, Shelly. Hey. Uh, Shelly is an editor of Kidlet, and um, she's here because she is an expert on YA vampires. <laughs> I think I am. I definitely do. Such a formative time of my life. You Definitely. really, like, should put it on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I were to be like, is there anyone in my life who is an expert about vampires, you're definitely number one oh, on the guest you. list. Thank you. I try. I read too much. Didn't have a lot of friends. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We're glad to have you here. None of uh, us had friends. <laughs> That's true. We were That's all friends true. with Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, as we've discussed at length, Bella does not know how to be a friend. <laughs> no. no, she does not. I'm going to jump right in with the first question. So, Shelly, one, what was your Twilight phase, and was it, like, the start of you becoming an expert on vampires? Or, like, did you get into Twilight because you already cared about vampires? I can't quite remember if Twilight was, like, definitely, like, the catalyst, but it came at a time where I remember reading so much of that kind of YA fiction, like... I just remember that at the time that I started reading Twilight and was, like, deeply into it, I was also reading, like, Night World by L.J. Smith mm. and the Blue Blood series by mm. Melissa De La Cruz. Mm. It was just, like, <laughs> so much, like, vampire fiction. There's, like, Tantalize and, like... The cover. The cover, which is so great. Like, and there's also, like, a little bit of, like, the werewolf stuff in there. But in regards to, like, my Twilight phase, you asking me that question takes me back to, like, middle school, in which my middle school, Miami Springs Middle... Uh, a shout out had a whole page dedicated in the yearbook the year um, I left in 2008 that was literally just like a twilight page Shelly where is that yearbook I have to bring it in I think it might be at my fiance Wes's family's house in Missouri so I have to dig it out please contact them Contact them. Because it's a storage. Make them find it. Take a photo of it. I will. Because in that yearbook is my yearbook photo, obviously. And I am wearing something very, very interesting as a necklace, as a choker. Yes. It's Alice Cullen's choker with the uh, Cullen family lion sigil. Yeah, oh I wore, I like bought that thing at like Hot Topic. Hot Topic, yes. obviously. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it was Hot Topic. It was definitely Hot Topic. I begged my mom for it, wore it so much that it was like a little like grody. <laughs> and I had my hair cut short at the same time. So guess who oh I thought God. I was? Well, I, I thought I was Alice was. Marie Cullen. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's incredible. So that's like a little bit of like my Twilight phase. Like I definitely had Dude. like the highs. 
And I also got my mom into them, so she read them in Spanish with me. Oh. In Spanish? Yeah, they came out really close together, so like and we were yeah, able to catch Spanish, up. Yeah. Was it easy to find them in Spanish? Yeah, I mean, it was such a phenomenon at the time that like by the time I think like New Moon or something came out, like the Spanish editions of Twilight and New Moon were already out, and so yeah. she was able to catch up. Have you read Twilight in both Spanish and English? No, I'm not too uh, much of a Spanish reader. Like, I would, like, I have, like, elementary Spanish speaking skills. Yeah. yeah, but, like, I'm sure you could read Twilight. I could like, read Twilight. I think probably. maybe I could read Twilight in Spanish, <laughs> so, like, you can read Twilight in Spanish. Definitely. If you ever do it, please come back on the pod and tell us if there are, like, any little Near differences. Yeah. I can. I would try if I can find the editions again. That would be amazing. What year did you read Twilight? It was in middle school, so 2006 to 2008. Yeah, like so that. So near the beginning. Of yeah. Okay. You're an OG. Thank you. Congrats. I also, admittedly, I think some of you might know this, that I did write Twilight fan fiction. Uh, yes! Uh, I mean, welcome to the club. Uh, and I never was able to delete the account. Oh, so there is an account of my fan fiction. I can't tell you guys. Uh, I probably read it. <laughs> You might what, have. What it had some hits. What was it? It was like um, an original character who comes to yes. Forks. Was it And you? she's a newcomer. You know, she's a little me. <laughs> um, was she slight? No. Slight she, you know what? She was not Latina because I feel like, oh, this is a representative of the industry. At the time, I didn't see a lot of Latinx characters. Oh, so she was white. matters. Our fan fiction is flatter and less <laughs> colorful. Yes. Oh. And, uh, yeah, a new character comes to Forks, and um, actually, I think what I wrote was that she dated uh, Marcus and the Volturi. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that was, like, her soulmate. Because Marcus is described as very attractive. They're all very attractive. Yeah. Except, yeah. except, James. except for James. And then they, like, <laughs> s- did not make him attractive in the movies. Like, it was not great. Okay, none of them are attractive in the movies. <laughs> no. I want to take a moment to say that I also wrote Twilight fan fiction. Yeah, and it was, was about... kind of controversial because <gasps> it was, like, a blatant ripoff of more popular, like, fan fiction. <gasps> you ripped off wow. other fan fictions? Oh, oh my God! I did. There's layers. And, like, comments would be like, this is just that other fan fiction. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, it's not. And sometimes the comments would be like, you know, at first I really enjoyed this and I thought that you just had haters but now like your haters are <laughs> you got flamed oh my exactly. god okay wow. I also wrote Twilight fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> mine was about a deer that got turned into a vampire oh and yeah you've told a deer named it? Bambi was it from the deer's point of view did you just yes. say Bambi or Bambi Bambi oh. wow so that opening shot in the movie, in the first movie, where there's like the deer. I mean, I never watched the movie. You watched the movie. You I became a Twilight hater. With I flip flopped. Yes. I, yeah, I watched it with so you for the first shot. time. Is that representative of the you know the POV in your fan fiction? Um, kind of. So Edward goes to eat uh, this Bambi deer, and then accidentally turns it into a, a vampire, oh and God. then it can like talk and shit. <laughs> Does it? Because it's a vampire. <laughs> wow. It's very sassy. <laughs> um, she was yeah, really like, into etiquette. Bambi Cullen, the vampire <laughs> deer. Yeah. Vampire <laughs> etiquette? No, just like regular etiquette. <laughs> Did you delete it? Because I do feel like this is something we could find. No, it's definitely still up there. Yes. Was oh. it on fanfiction.net? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm going to check after this. <laughs> um, 
I'm gonna go ahead and move on because you named a lot of vampire fiction, and I just want to know if Twilight was your favorite or if you had a different favorite. No, it was definitely Melissa De La Cruz's Blue Bloods. Mm-hmm. I feel like she that was a that, that was the twi- shit. Yeah, like Melissa's it was dancing. just amazing. Like Twilight was like oh my god, like a huge part of my life and it, like overtook my life. But like when I first started reading Blue Bloods, it's like. Gossip Girl. It's like set in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's the elite. It's sexy. It's sexy. Like there are like. So is Twilight. Fuck mm, no. This Such is a like in the back of a Soho nightclub that you gotta go through like <laughs> right. a bowl. Not that kind. And of like sexy. in the club. Different kinds of sex. <laughs> Different kind of sex. Khaki colored is used in Twilight. Khaki colored could not, not even exist in the blue world. <laughs> <laughs> but everything is neon. Nobody wore any khaki at any time. <laughs> And this is, like, um, one of the forced twins is, like, going to, like, Dolce & Gabbana. Like, she's, like, totally, like, fashionista. But there was, I think, seven full books. And they're really short, too. They're Mm -hmm. so, like, digestible. Mm -hmm. And then there's the novella and then a companion called The Keys to Repository. And, yes, I have them. And then there's a (laughs) spinoff. Yeah. There's a lot. Why do you think you were so into vampires? Like, what was it? I mean, I, I feel like I've always been into, like vampires. I mean, you're a goth. Yeah, I've been a goth since birth, I like to say. (laughs) Um, Shout out to my moms for naming (laughs) me after a character in a very gothic movie. Um, But yeah, I've always been interested in like horror and vampires and demons and werewolves and I feel like just the fact that YA uh, vampire fiction blew up at the time where I was in middle school and like my formative years just really was Okay, so Shelly, why do you think Twilight in particular blew up for vampires? Oh, my God. Maybe the accessibility. I feel like they were just so, again, they were longer than Blue Bloods, but they were just so, like, digestible. I feel like people just dipped in and were like, oh, my God, this is amazing, and then told a friend, and then told a friend. And everyone just kind of was like, had something that they could like from it. Do you think that that's about... Bella and Stephanie's writing, or do you think that that has to do with the way that she writes these vampires? Mm. Like, is mm. this like type of vampire more appealing than other types, in your opinion? No, maybe it's because Bella's such a kind of blank canvas at times that I feel like people really put themselves in her shoes. Like, you know, there's so many like tropes of that, of like the oh, you know, talking to this one mysterious dude and then falling in love with them, even though they're, like, the bad boy and the undesirable. So I feel like it played with, like, a lot of those tropes that people liked. Except this and time it offers eternal life. Eternal life. <laughs> and, the like, the, the allure and sec- sexiness of, like, being immortal and being powerful and being, you know, everlasting. So maybe there's something there. I, It's kind of, like, a little bit hard to say. Like, there's just so much to also hate. But the way it blew up, it just, I felt like it was the perfect time. Um, did you ever, you know, fall into the trap of hating Twilight like I did? Mm, I don't think so. I remember finishing the books. I remember seeing almost all the movies. I saw all the movies, like, as they came out. And then I think it was when I was in, like, high school and was, like, joining Tumblr that I was, like, realizing that all these things, Tumblr, <laughs> that all these things in the books were really messed up. Like, they were not okay. Like, he's, like, abusive and stalks her and, like, it, 
There's a lot you can say about Tumblr, but like yeah. I do think it was a really important educational resource Definitely. for a lot of us. Yeah, Tumblr does a lot of work of calling out the racism yeah, in the books and like you said, the problematic yeah, and parts the, of their relationship. The sexism and like yeah. the whole, you know, it is basically like Mormon morality wrapped in with like a little bow. Mm-hmm. So they taught you, but they didn't get you. They didn't make you dislike Twilight. You were just like, <laughs> I now did, I see well, why it's No, bad. I did start disliking it for a while. Like, I, oh, I, this is really gross, and I feel like it was even more amplified by the fact that we had E.L. James's Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy come out and that it was basically, it was Twilight fan fiction disguised with, like, really horrible, abusive, what she called BDSM. And so that made me hate it even more, but then I feel like, we're on a, such a nostalgia track that lately I'm like, you know what, that was like a really good time and I see all the flaws. <laughs> but it was so formative and such a big part of my life that like, I, I come back. I think it was maybe really necessary because I think a lot of us had that experience where we learned a lot of our faves were problematic mm-hmm. and then we were like, ugh, all that stuff is bad. And it's like important to learn those lessons, but at the same time like, everything is problematic and it is okay to enjoy problematic things as long as you like hold space for the knowledge that they are messed up and so we had to take this journey so that we could come back to loving and celebrating twilight we just all collectively woke up at the same time yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i think it i think another thing going back to like why it blew up is just that it i think i mentioned like it appealed to so many people and i feel like it appealed definitely to the non-readers and the fact that it came out so quickly in so many different languages just helped amplify that. It was the captain that. underpants of YA. <laughs> <laughs> Both of which are represented by Writer's House, so they're on mm. top of it. Great work, languages. Writer's House. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shelly, where do you see YA going in the next few years, and um, what do you see for vampires in particular? Oh, my God, I see... Just great things. And this is me just wishing it into like existence. Yes. But we already have an upcoming YA vampire anthology called Vampires Never Get Old. I believe it's out this September uh, 2020. Shout out. Shout Seven. out. Um, and I'm so excited for that. And that's going to be an anthology with so many different voices who are both diverse or marginalized authors. Um, and Speaking of problematic yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> Things that are problematic. Oh, no. <laughs> We're gonna make it better. <laughs> yeah, and there's in that anthology, there's like queer vampires and um, like gay vampires, uh, you know, black vampires and Latinx vampires. And I'm so so excited to see that kind of be where YA vampire fiction goes. That we have the ability to open it up to all these different types of vampires. And there's vampires in all sorts of different mythologies from across the world that I mm. feel like we're gonna get a little bit of that, the differences. Um, Melissa, back to Melissa Dela Cruz, in her um, short story for the A Thousand Beginnings and Endings, she brought in like a vampire from Filipino culture who goes to the Duquesne school where Blue Bloods takes place, Mm. um, which is really awesome to see. So I definitely see that happening. and I just, I'm just so excited for it. Hopefully I get to edit one of those books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
This is after Twilight and before today, but speaking of vampire fiction, I really recommend The Coldest Girl in Cold Town. I read that. It's really good. It's a good book. Oh, it's it. a good book. Who is it? Holly Black? Holly yes, Black. Holly, Holly Black. Black. Yeah. Um, moving a hun. Shelly, this is a fun one. If you could take vampires and add them to like any piece of popular YA fiction, what piece of fiction do you think would be most improved by vampires? <laughs> or what piece do you just want to read the most with vampires in it? Oh my god, what if we threw vampires into like the dystopia apocalypse world? Ooh. Like what if you were like, because you're eternal, you're eternal. Well, some, you know, you can be killed in some ways, but what if you like survived like... Hunger Games, but you can't die. And <gasps> it's like vampires. So how do you feed if there's like no more humans? I think there's like a movie that kind of was similar like... They like called like or some shit. Daybreakers or something like that. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, with like Ethan Hawke maybe, and it was like humans are running out, so vampires have over been overpopulated, overhunted, and like they, they, they don't have any blood. Them, <laughs> nourish them, raise like, them. What do you do? And what do you do yeah. if there aren't a lot of humans left because like something horrible took them out? Interesting. I really like Melissa's idea of vampires in the Hunger Games, but it's like you still have to keep yourself a secret, so you can't be too strong and too fast. Right. And the whole time, the cornucopia got it. You're like running gotta. really fast, and then you're like, oh, slow. It's like in like Dash. Incredible. Yeah, Dash. Dash. They're like faster, oh. and they're like, no, 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 slower than that. I mean, not that slow. Jesus. <laughs> Olivia, what would you add vampires to? Ooh, um, I didn't think about answering this myself. Um, I am a big fan of the, um, horse girl genre. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, like, some... Horse vampires. vampires. Like, are the horses the vampires, maybe? <laughs> Can you imagine horse teeth? But, like, I mean, I'm kind of just reinventing the Scorpio races by Maggie Stiefvater, which is a work um. of utter genius. What but if, they're okay. not vampires, they're just carnivorous. What if it's a girl who's a vampire, and because she's a vampire, she always feels out of step at school. <laughs> she just can't connect to anyone, but the horses never judge her. No, there's one vampire horse, and there's... she bonds with the one vampire horse. <laughs> yeah, we have to have a vampire horse. <laughs> they, like, lap up blood together, together out of a trough. That is really <laughs> gross. <laughs> Listeners, I'm acting out what that would look like. <laughs> and it is horrifying. It's gross. <laughs> I think I want to see vampires in, like, a really, like, slice of life. Like, w- Anne of Green Gables. Yes. This is a... Ooh. Oh, that's, like, oh, they do, softer. Like, they but, do, like, the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies yes. and the Abe Lincoln. And also, I started watching What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, love that so show. Good. I highly recommend Which it. Which is, is really kind of too. slice of life yeah. vampires. Like, yeah. they're just, like, living on Staten Island, trying they're to like, get along. Oh, man, the Baron wants us to take over the country. Does he know how big the country is? And I really liked, there's a scene where they go to the club in Manhattan, and they're all like, there's this one club where, like, everybody wears cloaks. Like, you look so stupid if you don't have a cloak on. But guess what? They haven't been there in 50 years, so they look like dumbasses. <laughs> and I just feel like there should be more of that in Twilight. I, like, if you were immortal, time would pass so fast, they would all be using the stupidest slang from <laughs> so many different yeah. times. Why doesn't Edward ever embarrass himself? Never. Listen, I'm, like, 
I've never read Anne Rice's novels, but I have seen the movie adaptations <laughs> that she sometimes hates. And in Queen of the Damned, Lestat makes a joke to Marius, who's just like, mm, red velvet, huh? Like, you must have slept through, like, the 60s or something. <laughs> and he does. He's, like, sassy, and he, like, calls out, like, the yeah. lack of fashion. But yeah. watch both the movie for What We Do in the Shadows and the TV show. It's so good. We yeah. should write new Twilight fan fiction where we just update it and make it feel more slice of life. <laughs> that's, what, um, that's what the people want. Yeah. This reminds me of Scholastic does, like, with the, or- the Archie Horror books. Mm-hmm. They literally take the Riverdale characters, and then they just, like, do these mm-hmm. spin-off books where they're, like, the next one, I think, is where one of them is, like, a vampire. Wow. And they're just, like, literally so fun. Non-canon. That's what the people want. Yes. Like, I want my favorite things just, like, spun off. That's what fan fiction is. Exactly. Yes. But like, Love right? It. Can we publish fan just fiction? Publish. That would be publish great. Some of it. <laughs> um, Shelly, what do you think everybody else gets wrong about Twilight or doesn't pay attention to, otherwise known as? What is your Twilight hot take? I can't quite claim credit for this one. I think I saw it tweeted recently. You can absolutely I, claim credit for I'm, whatever you want. I can't. You know, Emily citation. There are you consequences know. for your actions, though. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I saw a tweet about how impactful in the writing of New Moon when Bella goes through the depressive episode yes. is. Um, like, there's, like, a lot of blank spaces or blank pages. Um, and I feel like we don't give that credit enough. I mean, I don't like that, of course, it's based off the fact that Edward has left her, but... I thought that that was just very impactful, like, seeing and, like, really getting hit by, like, Bella's depression and True. and seeing that. I'm That might have been maybe the first time I read about, like, someone going through a depression episode um, and, and, and dealing with it and trying to come out of it uh, in, in YA fiction. That's it's, a great point. We really don't give Twilight credit for, like innovative storytelling but I can't think of anybody else that has represented depression on the page like that and it really does come through really well when you're reading New Moon mm-hmm. you like understand what's happening it's yeah. really arresting yeah I, I feel like the movie kind of loses that just because you see like the the camera is spinning around 360 around Bella and she's sitting in the room and you see the seasons change and Charlie doing things you know in and out and Bella's just kind of there still but that doesn't capture quite what the page does as oh. you're turning. I was going to say uh, that I thought the movie also does do it well because mm-hmm. it has that sort of montage feel where she's just kind of losing time mm-hmm. in a similar way. But yeah. I will say I hated that when I read it. I was just like, there's not even words on this page. <laughs> What's the point of printing this? <laughs> well, also, you had also just gone under through the trauma. That's not a sen- That's not how words work. You had also just undergone the trauma of losing Edward, just like Bella. So yeah, but has to be mad. It's true. But like, I was just like, like, why would you print these pages? You didn't appreciate <laughs> the poetry of the blank space? Yeah. No, I thought it was the stupid. It was intentional. You're like Ugh. the kids that write in and we, so, so sometimes we like read author's fan mail and we take out the bad stuff and then we send the good stuff onto the author. Not like the negative stuff, just like, will you send me money? We, <laughs> like the authors aren't going to send you money because we take it out. Um, but, like, sometimes, one time we got a kid who wrote in and was like, why did you print blank pages at the back of the book? Like, that's really bad for the environment. Yes, Whoa, can you see that? that? 
And oh. it's like, there's reasons. Yeah, yeah there's, there's reasons. reasons. has to do with how the book is bound. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could innovate that. We probably could. Amazon is, I'm sure. I guess. But, like, it would definitely a be a worse product, I'm sure. Yeah. There's a reason. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> the kids see New everything. Moon purposefully put in blank pages <laughs> at the front, and I was like, it was poetic. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to ask my favorite question. Oh, God. <laughs> Shelly. Oh, no. Team Edward or Team Jacob? Y'all remember when we were talking about like problematic faves mm-hmm. and acknowledging the problematicness of things? Mm-hmm. I was neither, never ever, then, now, tomorrow, Team Jacob or Team it's, Edward. It's, what? What? It's I was Team Voltori. Jasper. Jasper. <laughs> oh. I was wrong. <laughs> I. Wow. Jackson Rapple, man. Course. Formative, tall. The moody. not great, moody, the accent. Uh, not you this read for the you. book? Yeah, yes. And, like, when he... He doesn't when he, even say things. He When he's, like, talking... When Alice is telling the story... Again, I used to think I was Alice. And he's telling the story of, like, how... Like, she met him and he met her. And it was, like, the diner and she had seen the vision of it. And she's just like... That's not even Twilight, though. No, I don't think it is. That's like Eclipse. No, that is Eclipse. But, like, I've always loved him, like, from the beginning. And then the movies only amplified it. And I... It's fine. It's fine. That's so weird. Wow. You know what? This is why we have guests on. Because they say things that we wouldn't say. No judgment. It's not like I've never had a problematic fave. So, (laughs) literally, that's what this podcast is. (laughs) Okay, wait. Can I jump in and say that we now know that Noah Centineo was Team Jacob? What? And I think that's absurd. Oh, oh no. She's, no. Uh-uh. You know what? I never trusted him. <laughs> I don't like his energy. No, not Noah Centineo's energy, but I trust Peter Kavinsky's energy. Yeah, I trust Peter Kavinsky, but I don't trust Noah. Do we yeah. even trust Peter Kavinsky? Yes. Because he gave away the scrunchie. Okay? Yeah, but I read the books. Uh, okay. okay, he's even less trustworthy in the books, know. though. Uh, Shelly, what would your vampire power be? Telekinesis, like, hands down. Mm. Like, I used to want to be, like, I don't know, like, a fire, like, pyrokinetic person. Um, but I you know what? For you. I Thank you. Too. My element is fire. Yeah, Sagittarius. But, Sagittarius. But I really love, like, telekinesis, like, having it shown in, like, movies and stuff. It looks just so cool, um, and I, I just want it. Did we ever discuss Charmed together? No, but I loved Charmed. Okay, perfect. So you're feeling like some proof shit. Uh, yes, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. I always thought I might be a piper. Right, but she just like a, explodes stuff and freezes stuff. Yeah, but what, definitely the telekinesis. What's like the thing that you wish that you could do specifically? Oh man, um, just like I feel like if there was ever the time to like, if I was like a vampire and I had to be in a battle, right? Like I could use like my telekinesis to like just like bounce people away from me. Like <sighs> I would love to like. <laughs> battle. Have you guys ever read Half Magic? No. Mm-mm. It's amazing. Basically, they get like a coin or a charm or a token of some kind, and when they make a wish, it comes true, but only halfway. So <laughs> if you want to go a mile, you have to wish to travel two miles. This is very familiar. Um, it's a yeah, classic book. I referenced it in Idea Group recently. Oh, that's fine. Mm. Um, but like, I love the idea of having telekinesis, but it's only half. And so <laughs> when you're in a vampire battle, you're like, all right, I'm going to send you over there. And then you're like, oh, oh. You're still kind of close. <laughs> 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 what I 
love that when I was thinking of like what would I use telekinesis for? It was like getting food out of the fridge. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You went like, straight for battles. I, I battle strategy. You gotta like be ready to fight. No. It was just like <laughs> push him into the garbage bin, like, like push him into a wall, like, get, get away. Get myself up without actually having to use <laughs> with your brain instead yeah. of your muscles. Exactly. That's innovation. That's my, question. Yeah. my question is, does telekinesis act on like yourself, or could, can you only exert it on other beings? Ooh, that's like, interesting. This is highly you could do debated. It on, you could do it like, on yourself. Can I, I use my mind to like float me over to the fridge? It might Why not? Either. Could not. I don't know. Who could not in Charmed? No, she, she couldn't, couldn't do it on herself. No. In Charmed, she had to say what she wanted in order to like. No, she did not. That was Paige. Oh, that was Paige. My bad. <laughs> My I was about to kick you out the top. <laughs> wow, I got checked, and you know what? I recognized that I was wrong. <laughs> Thank she you, She could Melissa. just bring stuff to her, send them away. Yes. That was it? Because she was a white lighter. Can she, like, throw some shit into another person? I mean, kind of. She might be able to, like, get that to happen, but it wasn't, like, true telekinesis. Can Matilda move herself? I don't think so. Yeah, can't she... Because like, up? It, like I, I feel like that maybe goes into like the laws, quote quote, of like flying too as like a person with powers. Right, because if you could do it on yourself, you could probably fly. Fly yourself. Read listeners, write in. Tell us how you think telekinesis works, and if you wouldn't mind just like doing the work of researching it to find yeah, out for sure. Do that for us. Yeah, that would be hugely appreciated. <laughs> yes. And you would get a shout out on the podcast, which has a cash value of zero dollars. <laughs> how are you, you checking duration. I'm checking it right now. We <laughs> <laughs> have an email. <gasps> <Get> out. <gasps> Yay. Oh my gosh. Wow. February 6th. I haven't checked in a second. Oh my Late gosh. I'm sorry, news. Rachel. We have okay. an email from Rachel. Okay. I'm going to read it right now. <laughs> wow, it's so exciting. I'm turning red. I'm sweating a little. Yeah, you are. Dear Twilight Face team, you guys, that's us. Oh, that's me. I binged the podcast and I'm now waiting with breathless anticipation, just like we did for the Twilight books, for the final installment on the first book. Wow, sorry there's taking Yeah, us. we're leaving you hanging. Uh, you'll have to wait one more episode. We've coming? Been you are all doing the Lord's work, and I can't wait to hear later discussions about the good, bad, and ugly of the sequels, by which I really just mean Breaking Dawn. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's the bad and the ugly, okay. for sure. Uh, my question is this. If you had to go on a double date with a Cullen couple, which uh, one would you pick and what would you do? Okay, we're going great question, Rachel. Rachel. Are we going, each having our own individual answers? Yes, we are. Yes. I know who I would pick. <laughs> and it would be Rosalie and Emmett. Okay, and what would you do? Oh, I don't fucking know. Look at them. Well, that's Rachel's question. <laughs> Um, well, one, I have a newfound love of Rosalie after, you know, unfairly hating her for how long. And she's the true hero. Yeah, she's who I want to be. So really just picking her brain about that. Don't really care too much about Emmett, but he would probably be fun to be around. He would be so fun. He would be so fun. I think that I'm going to pick Esme and Carlisle. That's so boring. Um, that's what, oh, well, I, I was thinking reasons. of maybe picking them too. One, you my go. neck always hurts. I feel like maybe Carlisle could just <laughs> that right, right together. In. I think um, any of them could do that though. And okay, he's well, the I doctor. Sure he's like a doctor. They've all been a medical. Yeah, but like school. if Emmett tried it, he might like pop Kill your you. whole head off. Yeah. So probably pick Carlisle. Also, I didn't make fun of your choice. <laughs> cool. And Rachel wants to know what I think. <laughs> So, 
Carlisle could fix, like, my body. And I think Esme would just give me, like, a really good pep talk. And yeah. I would just be really affirmed. Yes. And I am, like, a black hole of affirmation. I cannot get enough of it. So <laughs> I think that's what I would pick. It's a great pick. Shall we? I think I would go with Edward and Bella. I feel like we would have, like, a nice time going, like, you know, up the, like, Washington coast to maybe, like, a nice like other little town with like some bookstores like while it's raining so we can be out during the day and then we get some not coffee because we can't drink that well maybe if i were a human i could drink it i think you're a human in this scenario well i were a human if i were a human in this scenario i'd drink coffee if not you know maybe we'd go out on a nice little hike even though i hate the outdoors you know go find some some food but yeah like a nice little double date to like a, a beachside town or something. I don't know. Sounds lovely. Um, I'm deeply undecided over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one couple left. If you I could take just them. take the last couple, except I you think could choose I... Mike and Jess. No, uh, <laughs> there is the question no. of Collins, right? Still, whatever. Um, you know, we don't know what happens after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fan fiction time. Let's go. I could pick. Alice and Jasper just to round it out. I'm slightly intimidated by Jasper because I think at all times I would be like wondering if my emotions were my real emotions or not. True. But Alice is so That's nice. Why I couldn't hang out with Edward. Wow. Why? Why? He'd be reading my mind. Because he'd be yeah, but um, then Alice would be annoyed because she'd be that like awful. seeing your futures. No, that's fine because Alice, <laughs> Alice like has enough tact to like know whether she should tell you or not. Yeah. Yes, Melissa. Um, this makes me think of a hilarious thing that I used to do as a teenager oh, in no. the in the event that there were ever people who could read minds. I would tailor my thoughts. <laughs> I also did that. <laughs> yeah. Once in a while, if I'm being really mean in my head, I will kind of do a like, oh, but like, if you can read my mind, like, I'm sorry, I don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would truly be like, oh, that movie sounds really cool, like, <laughs> in my brain, and hope that, like, my real emotions just, like, weren't coming to the surface. Were you practicing your Bella Swan shield thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I do that, like, but to God. I'll be like, oh, this is stupid. I hate everything. And then I'm like, oh, sorry, God. I appreciate my life. <laughs> oh, my God. I take it back. Um, okay. Re- maybe my real answer is also Esme and Carlisle because, like, they could really give you, like, a good, like, pep, like, just some life advice, some, like, real, like, a really nice fancy dinner you know they would like take you out to the fanciest restaurant and pay for everything and not judge you if you do something embarrassing at that fancy restaurant nice and also another thing i just thought about is that rachel did specify that it is a double date so like think about who you would go with and it's like my boyfriend would love esme and carlisle this isn't fair well you get to insert your perfect ideal future person what or you can take a friend or, or anybody. Or I will not take this patronizing. I don't think we're being patronized. What do patronized. you want us to say to you? Um, that, I you're, don't know. I'm perfect, not going to like anything You're perfect you alone. You can <laughs> go by yourself and you'll be enough. I don't want that either. <laughs> well, Melissa, maybe you should just find somebody. Does that feel better? No, it doesn't, does it? It doesn't feel better. You don't like that more. Uh, anyway, Rachel, thanks for your question. I'll take Mike. Oh, like, actually, Mike would probably make it like a fun first date. He'd be really yeah. 
He'd be really nice. He would. Mike is a good guy. You would like ask him out with Mike and have a good time. He's He's probably working at the store. Yeah, (laughs) at Forks High. He's a gym teacher. Yeah. I think he still works on his parents' store on weekends. Oh, maybe, yeah. Do you think he still spikes his hair? No, Probably I think he not. grew it out to like or is he a little bit of a swoop. No, I don't think he's balding. He's he growing briefly out to a swoop. had a man bun in college. Mm, okay, yeah. I'm into that. I'm into that. As long as like Angela and Jess are now together. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. About I'm Mike. sure they are. Angela and Jess? Yeah, they're not compatible. Yeah, they're kind of not. I they don't know. Are in that like quiet secret way? No, I feel like yes. they are in the like sunshine person likes the grumpy person. Exactly. No. Uh, energy. They're not. I, I see it. Anyway, my boyfriend would also really enjoy being with Carlisle and SIA <laughs> and his lower back hurts a lot. And I feel like maybe Carlisle could fix it. Fix him up. Yeah. yeah. I think Rachel, okay. thank you for writing yeah. in. We really appreciate it. Other listeners, please do write in. It makes us extremely happy. Also, I will have a boyfriend someday. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Love that. Probably, like, possibly more than one. <laughs> I'm um, saying, I, I feel the energy in the room. Absolutely. <laughs> this is your year, and if not this year, next year. What's the not just year? like for relationships, just in general. Like you're thriving. All right. Well, now I feel stupid. You're not. We all <laughs> That's love you. the kind of pep talk energy that Ethne can give you. <laughs> exactly. Um, Shelly. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. This is so much fun. Um, <laughs> do you have any projects that you want to plug? Your social media, where can people find you? I'm always on Twitter. It's true. Um, that's where you can find literally always. Like literally always. I just posted like a horror movie hot take. What is your at? Um, it is at underscore S M Romero. Romero is R O M E R O. Um, kind of like George A. Romero, you know, the grandfather of zombie movies. <laughs> um, Did not know that. Oh, yeah, totally. So, yeah, you can find me there and hang out with me, and I do talk about vampires and werewolves and how The Covenant was a great boy witch movie. The know, Covenant? The Covenant. Was my shit. See? <laughs> Shelly, how have we never talked about this? We have to talk about it. Holy fuck. I watch that movie, like, every day for a month. It's amazing. <laughs> Melissa's hand glued <laughs> to her, like, neck. My and bosom? Her, and she, the most she immediately like turned red like <laughs> intense love for the heaven and it was beautiful the Ooh. main guy who, who the main character in yes. the covenant that's who I wanted to be Jacob yes he should have been Jacob yes. everyone fan casted him as Jacob exactly what a hot take um thank you again Shelly thanks y'all everybody thanks for joining us uh, don't miss our regular episodes as Rachel pointed out upcoming is our final episode on the end of Twilight um, email us with questions or comments at twilightfacepodcast or at gmail.com or compliments. Yeah, especially we also yes. accept compliments. Also, which of us is your favorite? Wow, <laughs> Melissa. You don't need to say that, but if it's me, that's fine. Wow, guys, please don't open this can of worms. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and twilightfacepodcast.tumblr.com. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing is by Mike Arlette. Our cover image is by Laura Shermer. And our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Moore. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>